The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello, and welcome to Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? What's up, Don? Hello, beautiful people. Uh, glad that you could join us once again for the next, the latest edition of Cast a Strong Style. Cast a Strong Style is being brought to you by the CSPN. You can find the CSPN on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe, download, and listen to Cast a Strong Style through iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and YouTube. All right, Anwar, we're here to talk about the last four nights of this year's G1 tournament, nights 15 through 19. All 91 matches will have been concluded and reviewed at the end of this podcast. It's been quite a ride this year. I've enjoyed our conversations, and I'm looking forward to this one to see what you thought about the overall final. But before we get there, we had night 15. We had Lance Archer face off against Sonata in our opening match. Lance Archer looks for the blackout, but Sonata counters into the skull end. Archer powers out, but Sonata counters to pounce and cradles Lance Archer for the win. It caught me by surprise because I was like, I did not expect like that type of win by Sonata, but hey man, it was cool. And, and like Lance pulled off another like really good performance, so I got no complaints about that. Lance Archer was whooping his ass this whole match. He was. He was. <laughs> yes. That's why it was kind of shocking that he won. Yeah, Sonata took a hell of an ass whooping. But he managed to get the cradle and sneak up the win on Lance Archer. Next match. I don't know if you watched this or not because it has your least favorite guy in it. Tanahashi faced off against Bad Luck Fale. The grenade is countered into the twist and shout. The sling bait follows and Tanahashi covers for a two count. The high fly flow to the back follows, and Tanahashi heads back up, and that's when Jado hits him with the kendo stick. Fale hits the grenade and goes for a two count. The bad luck fall is countered, but Fale gets the win with a backslide over Tanahashi. That shit right there caught me by surprise. I was like, what? You pulled this out of it, pulled this shit out of his bag. I was like, you sneaky bastard. I haven't seen a backslide win a match since uh, probably 1991. I I haven't seen it either. It was like, he just caught me surprised by what, that move. I was like, what? Like, really? But he pulled it off, man. Yeah, good, good stuff here for Bad Luck Fale. Good for him to, you know, sneak a win out against Tanahashi at this point in the tournament. And it wasn't too much uh, shenanigans. It's a little bit, but not a lot. Next up, one of the matches of this year's tournament, in my estimation, Will Ospreay versus Kenta. Ospreay counters the PK into a powerbomb for a two count. He heads up top, and his shooting star press eats knees. The game over is locked on by Kenta. Ospreay fights, but Kenta cranks back on the hole until Ospreay makes the ropes. The Busaku knee follows for a two count. The knee pad is down for Kenta, and the go to sleep is countered by Osprey into a cradle for his own two count. The head kick and the os cutter follow for two. The stormbreaker is countered. We get the hook kick by Osprey, and the hidden blade connects. We get the stormbreaker by Osprey, and Will Osprey gets the win over Kenta. Yeah, I, it's like. I enjoyed that match. I saw the botches that Kenna did in it, and it kind of made me a little sad. But people make mistakes, and it was still a really good match. And the, the shocking thing about that match in itself is, like, you're really understanding the fact that, like, Will Ospreay is so much better than Kenna at this point, and that's kind of hard to accept for some of us because we like, Kenna wasn't a man back in the day. But while the time is undefeated, and even though he's not what he once was, he's still really good. So 
Hey, man, stuff happens. Next up, Kota Abushi versus Zack Saber Jr. Abushi looks for the Kamagoye, but Saber counters and locks on orienting with Napalm Death. He transitions to a calf killer, back to Napalm Death, and Abushi just makes it to the ropes. Saber follows with kicks. He stomps on Abushi's bad angle, ankle, and Abushi fires up and follows with chops. The knee pad is down, and the Boombaye is countered into a cradle by Zack for a two count. Zack keeps going for cradles, but Abushi kicks out each time. They trade strikes. We get a head kick by Abushi, and then the Boombaye connects for a two count. And then the Kamagoye finally finishes this off, and Abushi gets the win over Zack Saber Jr. Those two just have really great chemistry, and they they just bring out the best out of each other. I love how like kind of Zack kind of had him, but he just couldn't get Abushi away. And I'm always going to be here. For Zach versus a Bushi match, you can give me the, those matches two or three times a year, and I'll be cool. Yeah, I'm like you. Uh, they really have awesome matches. They have really great chemistry. I love how they played on their previous match with the uh, orienting from Napalm Death, and then uh, Bushi uh, getting out of it this time. That was really good. Uh, the callback from their previous match that they had. Uh, and Kota Ibushi, man, just, you know, picking up more steam as the tournament goes on. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., I thought he was going to get this when I thought this was trending towards him winning. But, nope, wasn't the case at the end. And Ibushi uh, continues his role. Main event for night 15, the Rainmaker Okada faces Evil. Everything is evil is countered, and Okada hits a short Rainmaker. He keeps risk control, and then he hits another Rainmaker. Evil then counters the third Rainmaker into a half-and-half half suplex, hits another half-and-hand suplex, and Okada counters the Lariat with a dropkick. Evil fires up, and he runs into another million-dollar dropkick. The Rainmaker is countered. We get a headbutt by Evil, and the big Lariat follows for a nearfall. Everything is evil is countered. Okada hits the John Woo dropkick. The rolling Rainmaker and the Rainmaker proper finally finishes off Evil. Out of all of the matches between each other, solo wise, this is probably their best match. It's it's either this or the G one twenty seven match that was great. Is it shows like the growth of Evil as a wrestler and Evil's frustration post match losing was also a great touch because I mean losing sucks and especially to that guy. <laughs> I thought another great match by Evil, really showing a lot in this year's tournament uh, out on his own. Uh, Okada, just doing what Okada does, man. Put on great matches, makes everybody look great, and, uh, you know, takes them to their limit. And then, uh, you know, he always tests his limit. So another great match by Okada. Shift over to night 16, our first match, Yano versus Taichi. Taichi whips Yano into the exposed buckle and the ghetto clutch follows for a two count. Kanemaru missed Taichi by accident. We get double low blows and Yano wraps him in the ring skirt and Yano wins via count out. Oh, sneaky, sneaky Yano. Yano got over on him. That was funny. <laughs> Which one was better? This one or him taping Moxley and Shota's together at the ankles? I think I like this one a little bit more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he's such a... Oh, was this the match where they were checking him and he had all the foreign objects every time? Oh, the taking his pants? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember. It might have been. Uh, Yana's the best. Naito faced off against Jeff Cobb in our next match. Cobb counters the Destino into an F5. They trade strikes and Naito fires up, but Cobb follows with chops and a lariat. The two of the islands is countered into a, the short Destino for a two count. The Destino proper connects and Naito gets the win over Jeff Cobb. It was a good match. I like that it wasn't super long and that, that Cobb ate that one Destino and that was it. This was the best match that Jeff Cobb has had since he uh, the first night against Ishii. In the tournament, he a, I think he had a good match against um Shingo too, though. 
Uh, yeah, I thought this one was a little bit better. I thought that was mostly Shingo, not Jeff Cobb. I was more impressed with Shingo than Jeff Cobb. <laughs> I was actually impressed with Jeff Cobb in this match. Damn, you sound like some of these fans talking about Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> he's an okay, but not as good as the person he wrestled against. Our next matchup saw Goto going up against John Moxley. They trade strikes, but Moxley hits knee strikes in a rolling lariat for a two count. The knee trembler follows for a two count. Goto cuts Moxley off with the Ishiguroshi, and they trade clotheslines and collapse. Moxley fires up. Goto hits hit butts and follows with kicks, but Moxley hits the short Death Rider. Goto counters the elevated Death Rider into the GTR, and Goto picks up the win over John Moxley. Honestly, that match was really good, but it was also like a suspension of disbelief because it's like, I really got to think that Goto can beat Moxley and it's very strange to see two of the newcomers to the tournament just falter so badly. I really like Goto in this match. I thought he was very aggressive. I thought that he had a different intensity. And maybe that's because he was trying to meet the intensity of uh, John Moxley. But I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Jay White versus Juice Robinson. Juice looks for Pope Friction. Gato distracts the ref, and Jay White hits a low blow on Juice. We get a ref bump. Gato slides in a chair. Juice cuts off the chair shot with a left hand to God. The Pope Friction is countered as Jay White slams Juice on a chair. Jay follows with chair shots to the knee, and the TTO follows, and Juice Robinson has to tap. Those two, Jay and Juice, have really good chemistry. And oh, those matches as young boys against each other. Yeah, definitely, and I enjoy seeing them wrestle each other. I will enjoy at a certain point in time when they can wrestle each other there will be no outside bullshit going on, but for now, this is what they feel they need today, and I definitely miss the days of Guido being in Okada's corner and mind his fucking business. <laughs> Uh, he definitely ain't minding his business in Jay White's corner. Match was really good, but man, I'm not here for all that bullshit. Now, for what I think might be the match of the whole tournament. Ishii versus Shingo. Shingo counters a brain buster and hits an emerald flosion. He looks to follow up and he hits clotheslines. Ishii pops up and they trade headbutts. Insiguri by Ishii, and Ishii takes Shingo's soul with a lariat. But Shingo kicks out at one. The Pumping Bomber by Shingo, and then Ishii kicks out at one. The Pumping Bomber connects again. This time, Ishii kicks out at two. Then Shingo hits the last of the dragon, and he gets the win over Ishii. This was everything that I hoped it would be, and it definitely lived up to it. God damn, those two are great. <laughs> those two are great at professional wrestling. And I just, man, it was a joy to watch it. And that'll definitely be one of those watch matches I will be watching over the course of the year. Hope they have a rivalry over years and get all the stars you want to give it. That shit was great. This was strong style personified. I mean, every time they hit each other, man, sweat was flying. You could hear the noises, the impacts, the closing stretch was amazing. The kicking out at one by both guys, the no selling. I, I man, it was this match was good. <laughs> I think, like I said, me personally, the best match of the whole tournament. Out of the whole ninety one matches, this was the one. It was definitely a great match. Shift over to night seventeen. Lance Archer versus Evil. Archer wedges a chair in the corner, but Evil counters and slams Lance into it. The lariat follows, and the anarchist suplex follows for a two count. Archer counters everything as Evil and follows with the choke slam for a two count. The F5 connects, and the Everybody Dies Claw is countered by Evil once, but Archer applies the claw a second time, and he pins Evil. 
Man, I do enjoy fun horse fights, and this was definitely one of them. I thought I thought Evil had him beat, but Archer pulled it out in the end, so it is what it is. It's really cool to see how much Evil has improved over the course of the tournament, and also how he improved in comparison to playing as a as a like a baby face in peril. In comparison to like his Wrestle Kingdom tag match versus Key, yes. That was a weak point for him, but he's shown growth, and that was cool to see. Yeah, this was the first win for Lance Archer since the first two nights uh, in his block that he uh, got those wins. So it was a good uh, deal to see Lance Archer finally come out victorious after all the hard work he's put in and all the matches leading up to this one where he was on the wrong side of the ledger. So good for Lance Archer. Glad to see that he um, had some success towards the end of the tournament. Sonata faces off against Bad Luck Fale. Sonata applies a skull in, drops back, and gets the hooks in. Owens pulls out the ref as Fale taps. Sonata takes out Jado, and he traps Jado and Owens in the Paradise Lock. Fale fires back, but Sonata hits the missile dropkick, and the moonsault misses. But Sonata gets the skull in until Fale cradles Sonata and gets the win. Sonata, man, you know how I feel about Fale right now in this era. Sonata was so fucking great in this match. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it fucking sucks that the fact that he lost because you follow up beating Okada and losing to fucking Fale. Like, this is the type of shit that make people look at Gato like, come on, bro. The highs and the lows. Yo, man, Sonata, some more damn wins. <laughs> you got to build like some title defense or whatever. That's that's the plan. Hey, come on, man! The fans was eating that match up. Yeah, they were really into this. That is a folly match. I'll probably watch again. <laughs> Nothing else. Zach Saber Jr. faces off against Kenta. They trade strikes. Kenta lights Zach up with slaps and just unloads on Zach like he owes him money. Saber gets a European clutch for a two count. Saber locks on the Oma Plata, but Kenta counters into the game over. Saber fights and makes the ropes. Kenta follows with kicks, and the Basaku knee follows that for a two count. The go to sleep is counted into a guillotine. Zach transitions to a triangle and then into the armbar with kicks, and Kenta has to tap out. Man, this match had everything striking, submissions, counters. I it was just it was just a lovely affair and I'm glad I got to watch it. it was definitely one of those matches I was I like I felt like this is the type of match you definitely get up early to see. And it didn't live up to it, so it was awesome. Zach is very underrated with his striking. And you got a chance to see him do a lot of striking in this match, just based off Kenta's style as well. So I really like, you know, I always like the styles, the different styles that make up these New Japan matches. And I thought that this fit uh, perfectly right into Bozeman's style. I thought that it would be a bad matchup for Kenta just because of all his injuries to his arms and shoulders. And knowing that if you do have a weakness like that, Zach's going to exploit it. And that's exactly what he went for. I like how Zach would use striking to set people up to come and strike him, and then he would hit him with some submission-based move. Mm, by the count. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He gets you punching at him, and then all of a sudden you throw your arm out there, and the next thing you know, you, he's got your arm wrapped up around your, you know, your ear or whatever, and you're like, how'd this happen? Very clever. <laughs> he is the man. Will Ospreay faces off against Tanahashi. Osprey counters the sling blade into a Spanish fly. He heads up top, and the shooting star press falls for a two count. The Oz Cutter, Oz Cutter, excuse me, falls for a near fall. Osprey fires up and looks for the Stormbreaker, but Tanahashi counters into a sling blade. The sling blade proper falls for a two count. Tanahashi heads up top and hits aces high, but Osprey counters into a cradle for another two count. The hook kick follows. The hidden blade connects, and the Stormbreaker finishes off. The ace as Will Osprey is victorious over Tanahashi. Wow, this this 
this match was awesome in another one of those matches where it, it's like it feels like Tanahashi is grooming and also like passing certain passing over. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me the Bushi match earlier in the tournament too. Like y'all go, y'all gonna be the future of the company. So just gonna heat you up and get you prepared for the future. And another part of me was thinking of damn, somewhere Kushida's like. <laughs> Y'all swipe for everything and then give me shit. <laughs> you know he probably somewhere thinking about that. Like you giving this white boy everything and you ain't. All I wanted to do was fucking be in a never open weight mix. Y'all wouldn't even give me that. Y'all put this man in the G one. <laughs> put him in all the damn tournaments. Life ain't fair. Another outstanding match by Will Ospreay. I mean, he just continues to solidify himself as wrestler of the year in my book. He mm-hmm. he has just he has just had one excellent four star match after four star match, four and a half star match, five star match all year long, and it's nothing was different throughout this tournament. So, uh, Shingo is right on his block. Coming right to his door, so <laughs> we'll see. Shingo's gonna have to. Shingo's gonna have to come up with another match or two because I mean, Will Osprey versus Tanahashi was great. Will Osprey versus Kota was great. Will Osprey versus Okada was great. <laughs> you what? I mean, you underrating what Shingo did in that G one, buddy. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, man. Just Will Osprey, he was already just out in front of him, and now you know. what I'm saying, I think he, 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 he's got him by like one or two matches. If Shingo can pull out one or two more matches, it'll probably be a tie in my book. Don't don't get fooled by that flippy shit, man. I don't know. I'm never fooled by the flippy shit. That doesn't no. That doesn't really do much for me. I kind of like the Tana. Is they go with the Tana's lost storyline though. <laughs> Well, it's funny how the tide turns because if you remember on the last show, we were commenting on how refreshed he looked and how unwashed he was looking. That's how it be, though. You, I mean, you get further along in the tournament, you go way down. Yeah, and you fall off that proverbial cliff, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. The eight, basically, for all the marbles... Okada versus Kota Ibushi. If Okada wins or they go to a draw, Okada will win the A block. If Kota Ibushi wins, then Kota Ibushi will tie Okada and they will basically be the uh, the tiebreaker will be their head-to-head matchup. Okada counters the Kamigoye with drop kicks, but Ibushi counters uh, another Kamigoye into a sit-up powerbomb for a great near-fall. Nabumaye is countered with an Okada drop kick, but Abushi counters a Rainmaker with a high kick. The Kamigoye is countered, and Okada cradles Ishii for a two-count. We get a head kick by Abushi and a jumping knee strike. The Kamigoye connects, and Okada kicks out at two. We get another Kamigoye, and Kota Abushi defeats Okada, and Kota Abushi wins the A block. With his 14 points, the same as Akata, but he has the tiebreaker by beating them head to head. I, for me, at certain points, I felt like their match was going to go to a draw. Uh, yeah, it got close. I think this one went like 26 minutes. And it didn't. And what's funny about that match, it didn't feel that long at all. Like, I was surprised by the. I was kind of surprised by the time at the end. I was like, it was twenty six minutes, but it didn't feel like it. And it was just, it was a really good match. Like Okada took an L, and well, that's just how it is. Bushi was the better man that day. I love their matches. I love that Abushi always, always, always goes so hard when he wrestles Okada. I love mm. that Okada has to match his intensity or Kota Ibushi will just swallow him up. And yeah. again, they just put on a hell of a match, man. Okada, I mean, 
what can you say? The man is just as good in his wins as he is in his losses as far as building the match and getting you invested in the drama. And you never know, man, those last three or four minutes are just so amazing when they come down to that closing stretch. Yep. Like, Okada is, is one of the best wrestlers ever, ever as far as, like, closing out matches. It's, it's not even – it's ridiculous. Definitely. Definitely. So, Abushi is going to be in the finals as the representative for the A block. So, on night 19, we're going to find out who he's going to face. Jeff Cobb versus Yano starts off night 18. Jeff Cobb counters the low blow. He hides behind the ref, but Cobb hits the super kick, and the two of the islands gets the win over Yano. Quick match, really not much to see there. Yep, I had fun with it. It served its purpose and moved on. I'm very interested to see how you feel about this next match. Ishii versus Taichi. They trade strikes, then the enziguri, and last rap by Taichi follows for a two count. The trousers are off. And then Ishii counters the super kick, and uh, a bunch of counters follow, and then Ishii connects with the headbutt. The lariat follows for a two count. Taichi counters the brain buster, and then he follows with the fury of kicks and the backdrop driver. He follows with another backdrop driver, but Ishii is still alive. He pops up and fires up. The super kick is countered, but Taichi hits it on the rebound. Then he follows that up with Black Mephisto, and Taichi defeats Ishii. Night 18. I loved this match. I watched it again this morning in Japanese commentary. This verse, that version of Tai Chi we saw is definitely worthy of being IC champion or even being in the championship in that championship scene. That 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 Tai Chi had the crowd rooting for him and backing him. That side, she had a lot of us that was watching at home screaming, cheering for him to win, and him closing out his G1 by beating a rival, a person he kind of holds in contempt. Ishii, it just made it even better. So he started off strong and he closed strong, and hopefully, this is just the start of. Something really good going forward, Tai Chi in, in G1. So he did a great job, and. Ishii is just one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, so it's always a joy to watch him wrestle. Yeah, man. I was presently surprised at how the crowd was into this match, how they were behind Saichi. I mean, I understood they would get behind Ishii just because, I mean, he's had such a great tournament. But I was really shocked to hear the amount of people that were behind Taichi. And that always makes it fun when people are into the match. So good for Taichi. I'm glad that he has earned your respect uh, in this year, 2019, because you were so down on him throughout all of last year. And I was just, you know, banging my drum like, you'll come around. You'll come around. And he finally <laughs> did. Yeah, come a long way from him pressing in <laughs> juniors and meeting saying, fuck watching this shit. Fast forward through all his matches. <laughs> all of matches. I was like, dude, you need to stop and watch this one. It was actually pretty good. It's like, my dude is Taichi. I'm not wasting my time on that shit. <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch the joint with him versus Taka where they, they did not wrestle each other, but they still managed to have a match that was entertaining. <laughs> right, right, right. I probably will go back and watch the match that was Liger's first, um, was last um Best of Super Juniors match, mm-hmm. which was Tai Chi too. So I'll probably go back and watch those. I'm not fucking with too much old Tai Chi shit. <laughs> the match that everybody had pointed to once the blocks were announced and things were mapped out. Juice Robinson versus John Moxley, a rematch of their United States Championship match. From back in Dallas. Juice Robinson counters the Death Rider, but Moxley applies the ankle lock. Juice makes the ropes, so Moxley lays in grounded strikes and chokes him out. The ref checks on Juice. He fades, but he is still alive as he grabs the ref, so he won't stop it. Moxley argues with the ref, drops the knee pad, and the knee trembler follows, and the dump suplex as well. Moxley goes to the floor. He tosses in chairs and then sets up a table, but Juice cradles him for a two count. 
They trade strikes. Moxley bites Juice, and then Juice hits Moxley with the left hand of God, and the Pulp Fiction connects, and Juice Robinson pulls out the win over John Moxley. Um, Juice, Juice needed that win back, and he and I, he really put it like he stepped up. But I really what really caught my eye was him putting back weapons and listening to the referee. Which was such a fucking breath of fresh air as a wrestling fan because they usually don't listen to like the ref and do what the fuck they want to do, and it was even more refreshing because I watched Gargano versus Cole the previous night and they were wilding out. So to see the complete antithesis that the next night, <sighs> really, really appreciated that. And hey, man, Moxley, when it's under your terms and you have the advantage of the stipulation, you can be Juice. But when a straight up wrestling match, nah, bro, you lost. Yep, so it definitely sets up a rematch for the United States title in the very, very, very near future. Next, our next match, Goto versus Shingo. Shingo fights off the GTR, they trade headbutts, and Shingo hits a made in Japan for a great near fall. The pumping bomber follows for a two count, last of the dragons is countered, and Shingo follows with the snap jab. Shingo lays in a fury of strikes, and then Goto hits a headbutt. The GTR follows, but Shingo powers up and levels him with the Lariat. Pumping Bobber by Shingo connects, but Goto kicks out. Last of the Dragons connects, and Goto is done, and Shingo finishes up his tournament with a win. That final structure is crazy. Especially that Lariat sequence. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody pointed out to me, like, the fact that they used the similar finish on Raw, like, the day after they did that, mm-hmm. to close that, to close that, um, that Alexander and, 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 and Drew McIntyre match, they kind of used, they kind of used that spot. <laughs> so, people think other people ain't watching, they watching. All but, the yeah, this, this match was fucking awesome, man. I knew Goto would bring it to Shingo, and yeah, man, Shingo has just been awesome this year. He's done it in multiple divisions and weight classes, and he's been awesome. He's been this good for a while. He just didn't have the New Japan spotlight, but now he's taking full advantage of it. It was announced after this event that uh, Shingo is now full-time heavyweight. What do you think yep. about that? It was a move. He, it was really nothing else for him to do at junior heavyweight. He did pretty much everything but win best of super juniors in the championship. And if Will wasn't there, he probably would have done both. So it is what it is. I'm looking forward my, to it. My, 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 my guess also is that Haram was probably getting close to healed up. So they don't need him to be down there anymore. Oh, man. Haromu. That would be the icing on this uh, month if he was to come back soon. No, we'll soon, I hope. Soon, I hope. All right, so we're down to our final match, our main event, winner take all. Naito versus Jay White. The winner will win the B block, and they will be facing Kota Ibushi in the final. Ghetto gets in the ring, and Naito low blows him. The flying forearm, and Gloria follows for a two count. The rolling kick connects and the tornado DDT follows. Jay White counters Destino and then collapses. The snap Saito suplex follows and Jay White hits another one. The Kiwi Crusher connects and Jay White gets two count. The Blade Runner is countered. We get a Poison Rana by Naito and the short Destino follows for a two count. Jay White counters Destino into the the sleeper suplex. They work into counters. We get a sleeper suplex by Jay White again. The Blade Runner connects, and Jay White wins the match. He wins the block with 10 points, and his prophecy came true. He said he was going to win his last six matches, win the block, and go on to be in the G1 finals, and he was true to his word. I could not fucking believe it when he won. I was in shock for a second, and then I thought about it and said it makes kind of sense because they put a great heel versus a great baby face. But then part of me was like, this is bullshit. 
And plus, Naito and Ibushi can't wrestle each other too many times in one year because somebody will end up in the hospital or in a wheelchair. Yeah, but they've been building up this story with Naito for years and it's been no fucking payoff. And I'm at the point to believe that there isn't going to be no payoff because sometimes that shit happens and they probably feel that Naito is just best at being that that 1B or 1B wrestler that can draw in other main event situations and they feel very... very happy with like putting him in that Nakamura spot. Mm. The same spot that pissed off Nakamura made him leave. So you gotta be careful about that with people because they're taking advantage of the fact of in Japan is very loyal to to the the, the company they came up in. Mm-hmm. But some people some people at a certain point they get to reach a breaking point and be like, you know what? These people ain't showing me the proper respect that I'm doing. I've given so many years to this company, but then you do this shit with me, and no disrespect to Jay, he's an awesome wrestler, he's a great hill, but he's like 26, he's going to have more opportunities to be in this position. Naito is 37 years old, and close to the end of his prime, and you did this shit again, so I'm like, man, fuck out of here. I didn't think this match ever got out of like second gear, though. It seems that like might have been, that might have been a hint of what they were doing. It 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 just seems like like yeah they were wrestling, and it was a good match, but it wasn't better than the A block final, and it wasn't better than the actual final. It just seems like they just kind of got into a little spot, and they were just kind of coasting, and they just coasted on through. Do you think like Naito was like, you know what, y'all fucking me over? I'm not even gonna try to make it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Because Nakamura sometimes would be like, you know, this dude's not even on my level, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna elevate him to my level. He's gonna have to come to my level, meet me at my level. Mm-hmm. Where whereas Tanahashi would would like bring people to his level, if mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So maybe Naito might have pulled one of those moves. <laughs> it's a possibility. Definitely. I just didn't feel like this match had that that next gear. Like, like if you watch New Japan enough, you get to, like, when the match gets to about the 20-minute mark, and then there's a part where you feel like, okay, uh-oh, they, 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 they taking it to that next level, and these next five to seven minutes are about to be you know, the the hottest of the night and they just never got there. It's like they got to like the second level and they just stayed there. Did you notice how like the fans literally just said fuck this shit? Oh yeah, out. they got yeah, they got the hell up out of there. They was not sticking around to hear Jay White talk. They were so fucking mad and I felt that shit. Who was who was madder? The fans or Rocky Romero? <laughs> <laughs> Fans were really mad because they probably still mad up their Wrestle Kingdom screw job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jay White has done a great job in his heel persona because those people do not like him. They don't want good things to happen for him. They do not cheer him in any shape, form, or fashion, no matter who he's wrestling against. So, job well done, Jay White. Yep, doing a great job as, as a heel. Because if this was WWE, people would be cheering his ass. Uh, White's pretty bad, he, bad guy, dude. So I don't know. <laughs> nah, he'd be cool enough for people to cheer him. Jay's not a cool heel, though. He's purposely being a real giant dickhead. That's that's what makes him stand out. But you gotta remember, not- it's Japan, so it's more the traditional style here in america you know what i'm saying the cool bad guys or the bad guys who do the bad guy stuff really good you mm-hmm. know they 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 transcend the hill life and they go into people being people's favorites sometimes but this guy ain't trying to be cool like undisputed error he's <laughs> be a dickhead yeah he is and he pulls it all fantastic especially with ghetto on the outside helping him out yeah so, those are the completions of the A and B block. Jay White with 10 points wins the B block. 
Kota Ibushi with 14 points wins the A block, and they're going to face off in the ultimate G1 Climax final. That takes place on night 19. Night 19. This is the first full show I've watched all the way through since night one of the tournament. So grand opening, grand closing. I watched the whole three and a half hour shows. That's you, not me. Man, um, this is my first time seeing the new American uh, Young Lions, uh, Fredericks, and I forgot the other guy's name. Yeah, you need to go back and watch some of them because, like, one hey, of Hey, those dudes are good. <laughs> very, very fucking good. Like, one of them dudes was getting in the chop contest with Suzuki, and he chopped the shit out of Suzuki. Suzuki was like, ah! Holy <laughs> chest. <laughs> and Suzuki came back and whooped his ass for that, though. <laughs> yeah, man, because, you know, like I said, I've been just kind of firing up and going straight to the the tournament matches and not watching any of the tag team matches and not watching any of the young boy matches. So that was my first time I've seen them on the outside of the ring going like, Oh, they got some new, you know, American young boys whom, you know, it's like, man, I haven't seen them wrestle yet. And then I saw them and was like, well, damn, they're good. Part of the reason they were also part of the reasons that what we're going to talk about in a little bit was even more impactful is that the people got to see those young lions wrestle over like the over the like the period of the tour, mm-hmm. so they were even more attached to them and felt a certain type of way about what happened to them later on in the show. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the uh, the big young lion? Uh, oh, you didn't see it, but like they won, the Americans won, and then they got into it with all the other young boys. So all the young boys started piling in the ring, and they almost had like a battle royal. Amongst the young boys, that was pretty cool. Mm. All right, but the big, big, the big thing that came out of night nineteen, besides the finals of the G one, is this: Kenta, Yoshihashi, and Ishii they faced off against Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and Bad Luck Fale. Ishii fights off God with suplexes. Kenta then short arms Ishii on the tag and walks out. The Bullet Club works over Ishii. Yoshihashi makes the save, and then he gets dumped to the outside. Ishii counters the gun stun and suplexes Fale. Ishii hits the big lariat. That's when Kenta returns and hits the Busaku knee on Ishii. And then he hits the go to sleep. Tamatanga covers Ishii for the win. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So no, that no good bastard Kenta. So, early in the night, Tamatanga had put out a tweet that he had acquired a new talent into the Bullet Club. He was very excited to make the announcement to the world. You said that before. Huh? Yeah, that's the day before, right? Yeah, the day before the show, he sent that out. So, here we go. Kenta is apparently the newest member of the Bullet Club. After Tonga gets the win, Shibata hits the ring and starts kicking Kenta's ass. He takes out Tama Tonga, Tongaloa, and Fale. He hits the corner drop kick on Kenta. The sleeper hole follows, but then that's when Jado attacks Shibata with the kendo stick. Then Kenta chokes out Shibata. He hits him with the PK. Then Kenta sits on Shibata's chest, cross-legged, and it is official. Kenta is the newest member of the Bullet Club. You really can't help nobody, man. <sighs> your own people, man. Your own fucking people. I was watching this, and I see what happens with Kenta, and I see him turn on Ishii, and I'm like, what the fuck? And as soon as I like look down, to try to type something on my phone and look back up, I just see Shibata in the ring fucking working. And I'm like emotional. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Does this mean he's coming back? Can he wrestle? Can he wrestle? <laughs> and then they beat him up. And I'm like, oh man, they wouldn't have let him get hit and attacked if he can't wrestle. That means he must be coming back. 
please let him come back. It was it was like uh, seven minutes of like high emotion because Shibata is my guy. He's the first guy I gravitated to on New Japan. And it just hasn't been the same for me. I've gravitated to Zack Sabre Jr. and and Naito, but not having Shibata has really left a big void. And so I really hope that this means he can come back. Uh, from what I've heard from Uncle Dave and them people over there, he's nope. still not he's still not cleared. But they do funny stuff out there in Japan, so he might get cleared anyway. So we we gotta wait and see on that. What did you feel? How was your? Were you as emotional as I was? Happy. I was happy to see him. I was shocked. I didn't expect that. But they did a great job setting up why he would be so fucking mad. He he saw his one of his greatest rivals in Ishii get shitted on and did dirty. Then he saw his students that he's responsible for get fucking jumped. That shit right there, and then add on even more hot sauce in the situation. It was all by a dude that he vouched for that brought in the company. So it's so many fucking different levels of this shit why he would be say, fucking, I'm going to bust his ass. And it works. It's one of the best angles I've seen in a long time. And you people, and you people, and you WWE people out there, y'all need to chill the fuck out. I love Sasha too. Don't compare this shit to Sasha. You turn. Not the same thing, bro. This man almost died. Almost died. None of us thought he would ever see the ring again. And the fact that we saw him on this night do what he did, even if he never wrestles again, we still have that final moment of him coming back for that that time frame. It's all right to have let other people get the spotlight sometimes, guys. This was amazing. It was the best thing I saw. All weekend, on a weekend just full of wrestling, this is <laughs> it. This is the highlight to me, man. It's like fucking Shibata, man, out there doing it. And like I said, I am very hopeful that this was just a little tease and that we can get Kenta versus Shibata at something, King of Pro Wrestling, uh, the Tokyo mm, Dome, something. You do not give that match before Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, something, something. Give it to oh, me. If, hopefully, no. hopefully he can get. He can just. I just want it. I don't. I don't care when they have it. Just have uh, it. <laughs> gonna try to get the most money as possible out of that. And if they were to do that match, you're not gonna see it before Wrestle Kingdom. Well, maybe that'll give Shibata the, enough time to get cleared. Or whatever, maybe, but yeah, I. I it's just. I don't want an angle that heavy to go past without Shibata getting some get back somehow. Yeah, I, I do too. Now our next big matchup before the G1 final, the Dream Team, Tanahashi and Okada, they faced off against Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki absorbs strikes from Okada. Suzuki drops Okada with forearms. Suzuki avoids the dropkick and follows with the PK. The sleeper and the gotch is stopped by Tanahashi's sling blade. You get a dropkick by Okada. Suzuki counters the Rainmaker and Suzuki hits La Mystica into a sleeper hole. Zack Sabre Jr. guillotines Tanahashi. Suzuki hits the gotch power driver on Okada. And Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki get the win. That is how you do tag team wrestling and how you set up two separate programs. It is that is the way that that all Japan used to do it back in the day in developing new challengers and whatnot. And I really, really wish New Japan would stop bullshitting and take full advantage of the talent they have because their tag team division could be way better than it is. And you can use tag team matches to help build solo programs. So awesome match and it showed that. Suzuki got his fucking revenge because he said, y'all kept me out the G1, but I still fucking got my title shot. So the hell with y'all. <laughs> yeah, like you said, uh, this is going to set up some matches at Royal Quest. Zack Sabre Jr. is going to defend his British heavyweight championship against Tanahashi. And Okada is going to defend the IWGP heavyweight title against uh, Minoru Suzuki. This is all taking place August 31st. 
unfortunately will not be aired live on New Japan World. They're going to air it hopefully the next day or a couple of hours after it's off. But it's going to be on tape delay, unfortunately, uh, for New Japan World streamers. But that should be some very interesting matches. Uh, Okada looked great again in getting Suzuki over. I hadn't seen a lot of Suzuki uh, because I haven't been watching tag team matches. So it was really good to see him come out there and uh, and do his work and, you know, the way that Suzuki does it. And uh, I'm looking forward to Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi for the championship match. I like the way that they built up their match in the uh, G1 and then also uh, this tag team match as well. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi. Now it's time for this year's G129 final between Jay White and Kota Ibushi. Jay White fights off the Kamigoye. He attacks Kota's bad angle, ankle, but Abushi follows with a couple of head kicks. Jay White counters the Kamigoye again into a Blade Runner and then pulls Abushi up. Abushi hits a headbutt and the straight jacket German suplex. White counters and then he hits two super sleep soup two sleeper suplexes. Say that five times fast. And the brain buster. Abushi counters the Blade Runner into the Kamigoye. The jumping knees and then the Kamigoye again for a two count. We get a third Kamigoye and that finally finishes off Jay White as Kota Ibushi has done it. He has redeemed himself from last year and he is this year's G1 Climax winner. He would like Jay White was so fucking hated in that match and it made the match even more fun. Yes. I and thought made, this match was far better than the B Block final. Oh man, this was. I'm going to argue yesterday with you on that. <laughs> this this was good. Yeah, it was an awesome match. Um, and Jay was there for the like challenge, and yeah, it had cheating shit going on in it. But I still enjoy seeing Ubushi overcome his hurt ankle, the numbers game, and all the bullshit. And still pulling it out in the end because literally <laughs> that that angle they ran after the blue box final had me kind of nervous. <laughs> so we we here and a single Bushi does what he couldn't do with his friend last year was a G one. Sometimes you struggle when you start subtracting people, my people. <laughs> okay. And shot across the bow at the uh, former. Bang! Goodbye. Abushi <laughs> uh, caps off a great tournament for him with the awesome win over Jay White. Sent the people home happy. They did not want to see Jay White win. I loved how Jay White came out with the whole Bullet Club in tow to start the match and just give you that visual of, oh boy, Abushi's going up against a stack deck here. But uh, Red Shoes, to his credit, got control of the situation, sent all the Bullet Club back to the locker room, except for Ghetto, and then we went on from there, and they and they had a great match, a classic match. And I, I was very impressed uh, with Abushi, and I was really impressed with Jay White. I'm glad he bounced back, because like I said, I was so disappointed in that B-block final that I was kind of like, I'm not really that thrilled to see Jay White in this match if he's going to have another match like he had against Naito. But he did not. He stepped up. They got it to that next level. And that closing stretch was amazing. That, you know, the super suplexes, the, the, the Blade Runner, and then he pulled him up, was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, you've been going for this all night. You finally got it, and now you're going to be fooling yourself and pull him up? Okay. <laughs> it's very Johnny Gargano-esque by Jay White just had to go that one step farther end up costing him yeah yeah. so we're all set Kota Ibushi as of right now he is on track to be in the main event at uh, next year's um, January 4th Tokyo Dome show now he's going to probably have maybe two defenses of the briefcase before we get there that's uh, usually how they kind of set it up to kind of keep them in the mix. Do you see anybody capturing the briefcase 
from Kota Ibushi before we get to the Tokyo Dome? They're not in the habit of doing that, so I don't think so. But I kind of like what, like, Bushi put out there in a press release or something, like, I think in the conference. Why not, like, have be in both matches, like, let him be versus Naito on one night in, in another match versus um Okada, like, another night in, like, winner takes all to some shit, I think. Oh, he trying to win all the belts. I mean, that's what it looked like Bushi's trying to do. <laughs> oh, okay. He's trying to um kill Naito's prophecy and get and beat him first and be the uh the intercontinental and the heavyweight champion at the same time. That's Naito's goal. Yup. But Naito could could prevent him and probably win the title from him. Let's see, Kodobushi, who did he lose to? He lost to he lost to Okada. No, he beat Okada. He lost to Will. And then did he lose to Will? I got to go back and find it. But he lost two matches. So one of those two people are going to try to probably come up for it. He lost to Evil and Kenta. Okay. Okay. Do you see either one of them trying to uh, enact the challenge? I'm going to try to get a title shot. Who do you think both? Yeah, I think Evil's definitely going to get it, but with Kenta, I don't know because it looks like he's going to win the, the Never from um, Ishii. Mm, okay. And on the other end, you got like um, Naito got to have title have a title match with um, Jay White at least. Mm-hmm. He lost to Jay White. He lost to um, he lost to Tai Chi too. And I think he lost to um, Yano, but Yano ain't getting no title match. No, but, you know, no. yeah, that's those are the people he lost to. And Tai Chi beat the never end fucking, end the fucking, like, Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. So he might not get no title defense. <laughs> As we shift gears from the G1 to the Super J Cup, our man Amazing Red is entered into the J-Cup. So him and uh, Juice and Thunder Liger, two legends, are going to be taking place, or taking part, excuse me, in this year's uh, Super J-Cup. Will Ospreay is going to be matched up against Amazing Red. That should be awesome. Uh, Juice and Thunder Liger, uh, Show Yo, Rocky Romero, um, uh, what's my man from um, Robbie, not not Robbie Eagles, but uh, El Fantasmo, I think they're all slated to be in the Super J Cup. And that kicks off at the end of the month. Um, a three-day tournament taking place on, out on the West Coast. Um, should be pretty fun. Looking forward to seeing Juice and Thunder Liger his last trip um, in America. So that should be a very hot ticket. Okay, mm-hmm. so... The matchups are as follows for the Super J Cup. We got Will Ospreay versus uh, the Amazing Red, Show versus uh, Ishimori, uh, the Young uh, Lion Connors. I forgot what his first name is. He's going against TJ Perkins. Robbie Eagles is facing El Fantasmo. We got Taguchi going up against Jonathan Gresham. Yo going up against Dragon Lee. Uh, Kurt. Caristico versus Bushi and Rocky Romero versus Severano Jr. And this is going to be a tournament that's going to take place starting on the 22nd of August in Seattle. And then it's going to move to San Francisco on the 24th. And the finals will be in on the 25th in Los Angeles. I'm looking forward to Jonathan Gresham. Hopefully he can move on and face Dragon Lee in the second round, and that should be amazing. But uh, I pretty much think that this is kind of Will Ospreay's tournament to lose. It's just going to be interesting to see who he faces in the finals. Mm, that's true. But Will Ospreay versus Amazing Red should be like a a tribute match because you know Amazing Red is. Is a is a is an idol to so many of these junior heavyweights, and especially Will Osprey. I think Will Osprey like asked for this match specifically. So, 
Mm-hmm. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. And then, like I said, on August 31st is when they're going to be doing the uh, Royal Quest show from uh, Royal Albert Hall over in London. And not all the matches have been uh, set up for that show yet, except for the major matches that we talked about. Championship match between Okada and Suzuki. Um, Tanahashi versus Will Ospreay. Uh, excuse me, Zack Sabre Jr. for the uh, British Heavyweight Championship. Uh, there's going to be a Gorillas of Destiny title defense. They're having a tournament right now in Europe to figure out who's going to wrestle the Gorillas of Destiny for their titles. And those are kind of the major matches that they have listed already. Yeah, they have other matches. Um, I think it's Hikaleo and someone versus Ibushi and Juice Robinson. I think it's uh, Takahashi. Jason Naito versus um Chase Chase and Naito versus no no Naito and somebody else versus um Chase and um Jay White. Yeah, that that royal uh that royal king that royal quest show is gonna be pretty big. It's gonna be um the biggest representation in New Japan they've ever had in um in in England, so they're getting a full on show. They're not getting a bunch of rare pro guys and some of the New Japan guys mixed in. Now they're getting straight up New Japan on this one. So I'm going to be very interested to watch that. Too bad it's not going to be airing live that day. To go on with uh, that full day of wrestling, August 31st is going to be the next big weekend where it's going to be Royal Quest from New Japan, uh, a takeover from NXT UK and then of course um, All Out from uh, All Elite Wrestling yeah it's Bushi Robinson versus um, Yujiro Hikaleo uh, Robbie Eagles Osprey versus um, El Fantismo and Ishimori Naito Sonata versus Jay White and Chase Owens and you pretty much nailed all the other matches yeah that's a pretty strong card, man, for England. Yeah, very strong. They're going to get a really good show. Really good show. So, I hope we have a great time. Let's put a bow on this year's G1. Uh, I think I know uh, there's only about two or three people who we would consider the MVP of this year's tournament. But I'll let you go first. Who was your MVP of this year's tournament in your eyes? Hmm... A block, I'll probably give it to Osprey. B block, I would give it to Ishii, but Shingo's right next to him. And I would give it to Ishii overall. I agree with you. I'm giving it to Ishii overall. Just amazing. Just about all of his matches have made the What We Were Watching hashtag as like a match that you should watch, you need to watch, please watch. So definitely Ishii. Followed closely by Will Ospreay and then Shingo closely behind him. I thought those three guys did more for themselves in this 35 days of the best wrestling in the world uh, than they have at any point. I mean, Will Ospreay's had amazing matches all year. He just doubled down here in the G1. Ishii was also having a really great year. Um, best bout machine in New Japan, and he just solidified that. And Shingo, man, coming off of that um, juniors tournament, getting right into the G1 and and putting up the showing that he did. Um, really looking forward to what the rest of the year and the beginning of next year has for Shingo. Uh, I think that he is verged to be a breakout star in New Japan. The people have seen enough of him. They've gotten behind him. He's starting to get that big following just like Naito gets. They understand that when he gets in the ring and has matches that you're going to see a hell of a match, he's going to put forth the effort. He doesn't take any nights off. And, uh, you know, sky's the limit for him going forward. Yep. All right, Mr. Anwar Starwin, we've come to the point of the program where it's time for your shout-outs and thank yous. Shout out to at Mademoiselle. Shout out to Jupiter Julep. Sometimes you got to be number two, buddy. Um, shout out to What Sleep Though, and shout out to all the viewers out there. Shout out to um Terry's boy, and shout out to you for Don for doing the podcast at this late ass time. <laughs> 
I'd like to thank Anwar Starwin for staying up late with me to get this podcast recorded and out to all our fans. Thank you guys for listening to Cast of Strong Style and the WrestleCast. Greatly appreciate it. Please continue to support our sponsors over on CSPN.us. Click on the tab that says Keep Our Podcast Free. Shot with one of our many sponsors to help keep Cast of Strong Style free each and every week. Check out Anwar Starwin's thoughts on the SummerSlam weekend over on The Dark Match, which resides on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Please become a CSPN backstage pass holder and get access to all the episodes of The Dark Match. These are pre and post show conversations that we have before and after the WrestleCast and Cast a Strong Style. So you can get to hear Anwar talk about some WWE related content. You can hear about Anwar talking about his retro gaming weekend he had a couple of weekends ago on the last edition of Cast a Strong Style. So there's always some pretty interesting conversations on the dark match. If you check that out, please subscribe and uh, download that. If you're going to be watching AEW and you're looking for our coverage of their weekly television show, I'm going to let you know right now that most of that coverage is going to take place over on the dark match on the Patreon page. So go ahead and subscribe now. So in October, once those uh, podcasts and those TV shows start rolling out, you won't miss a thing. And on that note, for my co-host, Anwar Starwin, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast, Cast of Strong Style. Strong style. Strong style. Strong style.